Welcome to Better Animal Handling, episode 187. Center of Missouri, USA. I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling. And Abby, my cattle dog and proud as a peacock co-host. Say hi, Abby. <coughs> Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on poultry housing. Our topics for this week are poultry housings, including battery cages, enriched housing, barn or aviaries, free range, and backyard housing. The American Veterinary Medical Association's policy on layer hen housing systems state that housing systems should provide for expression of important natural behaviors. Protect hens from disease, injury, and predation, and promote food safety. Participation in a nationally recognized third-party audited welfare program is strongly advised. Poultry and waterfowl are generally housed in floor housing, slats or wire mesh or cage housing. Commercial chicken houses or cage housing, because more chickens can be maintained with less land costs and labor involved. About 90% of layer hens in the United States are in cage systems, but there's a growing market trend toward cage-free eggs. International regulations have begun to restrict the use of cage housing on the basis that the confinement was extreme and beyond humane practices. Proponents of cage systems stress the protection from selected diseases, confinement of pecking injuries only to birds within the cage, and litter-free air quality. Poultry housing quality should be based on the incidence of lameness, feather condition, frequency and severity of wounds, number of soiled birds, and ammonia levels. Housing should provide natural behaviors, reduce the risk of diseases, injuries, and the attack by predators. Conventional cages or wire cages about the size of a filing cabinet drawer, called a battery cage, in which three to eight hens live but cannot dust, bathe, walk, perch, or forage. The arrangement of cages is similar to the cells in a battery. Each bird is allowed 67 square inches of space. In addition, they are prohibited or inhibited from flapping their wings, stretching their wings out, shaking their body, or wagging their tail. Some wire floors can cause foot damage. 
they have an economic advantage at the expense of prohibiting natural behavior in normal bone strength, plus causing stereotypic behaviors. Cage-free systems include sawdust-covered floor, roosting areas, and private nesting boxes. Close confinement can be a cause for cannibalism, pecking injuries, and failure to eat or drink. Combs and wattles and chickens and snoods and turkeys are more at risk to being injured when in close confinement or without environmental enrichment. The injuries can lead to being picked by other birds. To eliminate that risk in close confinement operations, the comb is amputated, called dubbed, and the two wattles are amputated, which is dewaddled. In turkeys, the snood is amputated. They're desnooded. Debeaking, which is partial amputation in the end of the beak, is performed on all poultry being closely confined to help control cannibalism. One-third of the upper beak is amputated in broilers, and one-half of the upper beak is removed in turkeys. Debeaking will also prevent the bird from being able to perform natural foraging for food by pecking on the ground or on a floor surface. Enriched housing provides more room for behavior enrichment and may include perches, nest boxes, and scratch areas. Up to 60 birds can be housed together. Perching is a natural behavior for poultry and strengthens bones and muscles in their legs and feet. Perches strengthen leg bones, reduce pecking by more dominant hens, and reduce or eliminates breast blisters, which are caused by lying on bedding wet with urine. Litter permits the natural behavior of dust bathing and improved feather condition. It also provides an opportunity for foraging, which reduces pecking injuries. Mortality is lowest in poultry housed in enriched housing. Nesting is a natural behavior of laying hens. Nests can be individual nests or community nests for four hens. Individual nests for hens should be one foot square and one foot high. Nests should be positioned about two feet from the floor and have a landing board below the entrance to facilitate the access to the nest, partially covering the entrance to the nest by about two-thirds with a cloth flap will encourage birds to enter. Wire cages, one by two-inch welded wire mesh, inside hen houses can be used in mild climates. Wire cages are typically 12 inches wide, 18 inches deep, and 16 inches high. Poultry barns are cage-free housing where birds are kept on the floor with access to litter and nest boxes. An aviary is a barn with multi-tiered perches or platforms. Free range is used primarily for broilers, fryers, and roaster chickens. It provides housing for protection from the sun and wind with access to outdoor pen or pasture during the day. 
Commercial free range operations require one acre of range for 400 to 500 pullets. Range rearing is for warm weather months. Small flocks can be kept in backyard housing. Chickens are highly social. At least three should be housed together. A minimum of two to three square feet per chicken is needed for a coop. Backyard coops should provide predator-proof fencing, straw bedding, a roost or elevated slattered floor, perches, nest boxes, and accessibility to dirt for dust bathing. At least two nesting boxes should be provided for four to five hens. The interior should be easy to clean. Supplemental heating may be necessary in winter. Runs should have a roof to protect chickens from wild bird droppings and predators. They should provide space that is at least four square feet per chicken. Small laying flocks and turkeys often have roosts or perches. Roosts may be built over wire and dropping pits, or they may be over a dropping board which requires periodic cleaning. Roosts can injure the breasts of broilers, fryers, roasters, or capons, and heavyweight breed turkeys, and should not be used for these birds. Roosts are used for sleeping. A roost in a chicken coop should be as high as possible, but still allows headroom for the chicken. Roosts provide an area for birds to group without piling on each other. Roosts keep birds off the ground and out of their feces. Poultry with outdoor access have to be secured away from attacks by dogs, cats, coyotes, skunks, weasels, foxes, owls, and raccoons, especially at night. Hawks are a daytime predator of poultry. An electric wire a few inches above the ground or, or mesh fence extending below the ground level can help protect against predators that cannot fly. Buried mesh fencing should be curved toward the outside of the enclosure and backfilled with rocks or stone. Mesh should be attached by screws and washers, not staples. Raccoons can pull staples out. Turkey poults up to eight weeks of age each need one square foot of floor space in brooder houses. From 8 to 12 weeks of age, they should have two square feet for each bird. Adult turkeys should have at least three square feet for hens and five square feet for toms. Lightweight breed turkeys can be kept on wire or slatted porches. Heavyweight breed turkeys will injure their breasts and feet and should be raised in paved or gravel yards. Community nests for five birds is acceptable. By five weeks of age, ducklings should have two and a half square feet and adult ducks need about six square feet per bird in an indoor confinement and less three square feet per bird in a yard. Housing should be divided for every three ducks to reduce fighting. Geese need five square feet per goose if in housing with an access to a yard. A yard should provide up to 40 square feet per goose. Community nests for three to five breeders is sufficient.
Although adult geese can protect themselves against predators smaller than a coyote, goose eggs and goslings are susceptible to attack by raccoons and skunks and should be kept in six feet fine wire mesh fencing to keep out predators. If you have comments or you're interested in particular animal handling subjects, contact us at cbc at betteranimalhandling.com. Now let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. The American Veterinary Medical Association says poultry housing should provide for the expression of important natural behaviors and protection from injury. Debeaking is needed to keep birds in close confinement from injuring each other. Poultry housed outdoors must be protected from a variety of predators and diseases transmitted by wild birds. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling can be found in my recent books, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, Concise Textbook of Small Animal Handling, and Concise Textbook of Large Animal Handling, all published by CRC Press and available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is provided at betteranimalhandling.com. This website has more than 150 past podcasts with notes on handling of dogs, cats, other small mammals, birds, reptiles, horses, cattle, small ruminants, swine, and poultry. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about lead tying of horses. Hey, Abby, do you know why you don't see chickens flying economy class on U.S. passenger planes? That is true. Even they feel too cooped up in those narrow seats and narrow rows. Mm-hmm.